definitely um, tune in. The long and short of it, then, like the the premise of this video is the best team to never win the Premier League. So it's not who hasn't won the Premier League. Basically, if you've played for a team that's won the Premier League, even when you weren't at the club, you can't be in this eleven. So Give it's got to be. What? Give us an example, Dave. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the prime example would be, obviously, Harry Kane. You'd all think to put Harry Kane in your best eleven. He's only ever played for Tottenham. Tottenham haven't won the league, so he'd be eligible for this this team. However, he's played for Leicester on loan for 14 appearances, so Kane can't make it uh, into the side. So you'd everyone would go, Gerard, But Gerard never won the league, but he played for Liverpool, and Liverpool have won the league. So essentially, they couldn't play for Liverpool, United, City, Leicester, Blackburn, Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester. Is that it? Yeah, I think you said them. But yeah, you can't play for a team that's won the Premier League at any point, basically. That's it. And the, the premise is to pick 11 players that would win the Premier League. with 11 players that could win, could win the Premier League if you had them in that team. Or the best 11 that you can think of, you know, that haven't won it. Not saying yeah. they deserve a medal, but like, you know, they'd be pushing the. You're, you're essentially going to probably assemble a top six side, aren't you, really? Yeah. So they've not um, touched the Premier League glory, but they're good enough to challenge for the title or win it. Or like top six, yeah. like you say, yeah. Or, you know, you might just think, like, God, he should have won the Premier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. But obviously, Gerard would fit that. But anyway, people will get the gist. We'll put up a video or a short on Instagram so people can get involved in the challenge and name your teams. And it's more difficult than you think. Like we just used the example of Kane. The um, It's the loan spells and such. So we'll start off with with, with Steve's team. I've done no graphics or no visuals today just because of uh, my work-life balance has been pretty hectic this week. So I haven't managed to do any graphics. Oh, time, I'm on Shio Road. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take we'll we'll give it to Steve. He's going to do his eleven and then some honourable mentions. I think. Yeah. So I'll just start with the eleven then. Right? Can you see that? Schmeich- Schmeichel in goal. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> yeah. Peace. No, it's oh yeah, hang on. Shit, Steve's not a graphic. I'm going to look like an amateur. Well, I wanted to do him um, pictures, but. Ledley King at the back, it was only doing players' pictures that were still um, playing it to this day and age. I fucking knew you would have Payet in your team. Yeah. You can't do an 11 without Payet being in it. It doesn't matter good? what it is. It'd Matt, be like best English 11 ever. Payet will be playing centre mid. You fucking can't resist it, lad. He was good for the 18 months he was there, though. Come on, give him some No, credit. he was top-notch, but you fucking love a bit of Payet in your life. I can't lie. You had his hair, didn't you? Remember when you had his pirate? You had the pirates. Went to John Barnett's on Breck Road and got the pirates. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was me lesbian phase in life. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed. Go on, then take it away. Thanks, lad. Well, the goalie. Um, there wasn't really any outstanding goalkeepers in a sense. Not not like how good or bad they were, just in a sense that none were coming to mind. And then I was thinking like the usual ones, like Nigel Martin came to mind. But then I was like, is he actually that good? So 
I've just landed on someone modern at the minute with Larice. He's been at Tottenham for eight years, World Cup winner. And he was actually a really, he was one of the best goalies, weren't he, at one point? Like, you'd put him in top 10 in the world um, at one point, I'd say, because he was being really touted at Lyon as like the next, one of the next best goalies. Um, goalkeeper for France, captain at Tottenham. And he qualifies, doesn't he? He's not. He's only ever played for Tottenham, and he's never won the league. So, and neither is he the Premier League. So, gone for gone for Larice. Simple as that. Left back was a toss up between Leighton Baines and Ian Hart. And you know what? I was thinking, yeah, left back's got to be Baines there. Like, there's no contest. But I'd forgotten about the Leeds team. Um, I don't know about you. Did you did you think of them? They only come to my mind like yesterday. Leeds. Oh, I had a lot of a lot of leads on my mind, um, and I was conscious for me eleven to just not be Leeds and Tottenham because <clears throat> yeah. obviously you had the Leeds team that won the league with Wilkinson in ninety two, and yeah. they had some quality players in there, and you could have had them because they hadn't won the Prem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was yeah. that I was thinking of, and then obviously the Leeds team we grew up watching. Yeah, when they just had a lot of quality. But you like, know, I had a lot of on my mind. Like we say, Harry Keogh, for example, wouldn't be applicable because at one point Liverpool won the league. Like last and year, obviously. For us, yeah. So that's the um, little nuances you've got to think when you're doing this challenge because Q would have been right up there for a period, wouldn't he, in the team? Yeah, 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 exactly. So obviously, um, it was Baines or Ian Hart for me. And the reason I went with Ian Hart is because I'd say he's probably a touch better than Baines at dead balls. Um, his accuracy was just just a bit a touch better than Baines is the way Baines takes his free kicks. It was really good, really technical. Um, whips his foot round the ball and that. But if, if you look back at Hart's technique over a free kick, it was just more accurate. And I believe at one point... It was between him and David Beckham. Pundits were disputing who actually was better at free kicks. Um, going back like yeah. twenty years ago, he he was really up there. Ian Hart, but getting away from that, um, he was a pretty solid defender. Played in a good lead side, and the the main reason I gave him the nod over Baines was he's played football at a higher level. He's been in Champions League quarterfinals, semi-finals. I wouldn't say he's been in a title race, but he's he's always been playing in the top four, hasn't he? In that good lead side, whereas Baines has been, I don't know, eighth to twelfth place, languishing around there, which isn't his fault. He's only played for Wigan and Everton, so Ian Hart just got the nod for me on that one, and he's got like tons of caps for Republic of Ireland as well. Whereas it's not Baines's fault, but he couldn't displace Ashley Cole in England, or, or I'm sure he would have been the England left back and. Centre-backs were probably the most problematic area for me, just moving from left to right there. Um, who was I thinking of? I was thinking of some of the Leeds players, like Lucas Radaby, but then I've not seen enough of him personally. <clears throat> but I've heard like how good he was and things like this. But I couldn't bring myself to pick him. And then I couldn't think of any good Newcastle centre-backs either. Um, like The best I could think of was like Stephen Taylor, but he wouldn't make it into an eleven. Oh, the other night, I was thinking Newcastle, they've had like the Colachinis of the world and that. Yeah, they haven't, wouldn't put them in. They haven't had top end centre backs. And then they had Boom Song, who was supposed to be good when he was in France, but then he comes to Newcastle and he was just shite. So I just went with Jackie Elkin. Woodgate, you know, for centre half. I didn't put him in, but, you know, because he went to Madrid. 
Yeah, he's, he's playing Newcastle and all that. Yeah. Um, so I went with Jagielka just for a safe option. Um, and it's more the games he's played. He's just been a Premier League stalwart, really, from... I th- he was centre mid, wasn't he? Sheffield United first, then Moyes converted him to yeah, a centre-back. Yeah. And he he was a really good player for Everton. I don't think you'll find an Everton fan who was unhappy with Jagielka. So they got more than um, than than the the anticipated signing him, and I think I don't. It's probably paper talk, but Rafael Benitez was interested in him as well when he was at Sheffield United. Don't know how much truth is in that, but um, I remember that. I know again he was club captain when he at Everton. Yeah, so he speaks for himself. Like three to four hundred appearances in the league, probably more. And next to him, I've gone for Ledley King. Caveat is Ledley's injuries, <laughs> like I know him, good old Ledley, but um, it's his injuries. But if you look at interviews with all the top strikers, they all say often, um, you know, Carragher will big up Drogba. Um, actually, that's a defender big enough for forward. But all the top forwards say Ledley King, um, a lot of them say he gave them the hardest time. And it was his reading of the game. He's a bit, a bit of a Virgil van Dijk in essence, but just injury prone. Like, like, he never really had a bad game for Tottenham. And even when he was injured, Tottenham knew they couldn't count on him. They still needed him there. Like, it was never like, we need to let King go or anything. He was just that valuable. And when he was fit, he played. His injuries yeah. were that bad. He couldn't train with the first team sometimes. He had to do his own separate training regime just so they could prioritise him to start the games because King was that valuable to them. That's what I was just going to say. I remember that, like he couldn't actually play and train in the same week. So it literally was just get yourself sharp for the match and you'll play regardless. And you find that with a lot of quality players, they just get ruined with injury, don't they? Like, you you know, like obviously the other end of the park, but like a Daniel Sturridge type player, you know. Yeah. You've got the ability, you can clearly see that. And he was physically dominant, wasn't he? He was quick, strong, good in the air. Yeah, yeah. Scored big goals and he's on the coaching staff now, isn't he, under Jose? Yeah, he's one of them players where, I mean, there's a few in there like Bale, but on his day, King can probably play for any side in the Premier League and he would be one of the starting centre-backs. Um, moving on, I'm going to knock Dordal on him too long because he can all see the team, but I went for Coleman right back. Um, I'm sure there probably is a better right back out there that qualifies into what we're doing here. But I thought Coleman, he's got 10 plus years experience. Even recently when we played them, you can still see he's still got it, you know, when he when he's fit and he's match sharp and not despite his age. But he's had some really um good seasons for Everton, haven't he? Hasn't he? Again, I think it's just he's victim of he's not part of a top, top side where he could easily play for a United side at some point. Like that he wouldn't be out of place there in one of the better United teams. So, 10 years experience under his belt, multitude of caps for Ireland. And um, he's probably got the best song as well for a, for a player, <laughs> the one you love. <laughs> nah, but um, it's just his pace in it. Like, he's not so much a fullback dribbler. It's his pace when he gets down the wings, but he is still quite um, a decent fullback. Can't say I've watched his career from a dedicated perspective, but he's always looked decent, you know what I mean? There was a time when I think the Everton fans were clamouring that he was better than Glenn Johnson. And I always preferred Glenn Johnson anyway, personally, just because of how good he was going forward. 
But what Coleman lacks going forward, even though he's still good at it, he's always been a good, solid defender, which is first and foremost for a defender. So, yeah, I think he, he fits um, this qualification quite well. You know, there's not many others anyway, is there? I mean, who was the lead right back at the time? Or, I don't know, do you know? Yeah, Gary Kelly. Oh, shit, yeah. And did he have an Australian at the back as well? I don't, I'm not sure. Eric Bacher. Yeah, him. I don't know if he was right back, though. Center half. All right. Well, there you go. So, chatting a bit of um, shit there for Coleman, but we all know how, how good he's been for Everton anyway. He's and, 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 and still is this season. I know, as you know, we mentioned on the Everton pod the other week with Jamie about um, Ancelotti saying he's the best captain he's ever had, whether that's a bit of, you know, histrionics on his part, you know, trying to build him up, but... He's had performances this season when he's rolled the years, the clock back, and you can sit still see that he he's a vital part of Everton, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And um as the anchor man gone for Musa Dembele, Fulham and Tottenham player. Um reasons for going for him is because how many games did have we played against them, whether it was Fulham or Liverpool, and he was just immovable, you know, off the ball. Didn't, didn't re- never really put a foot wrong when I'd seen we played them. No, I always wanted them at us. Yeah, and then when I'd seen Tottenham play anyway, he was exactly the same. And the pundits always bigged him up. Like, going forward, he was quality. And he was just as good defensively, really. So he's, a, in essence, a per- not a perfect box-to-box, in a sense, the way Gerard or De Bruyne would be. But he's from that school of Belgian football that's come about the last 10 years and he's started in their team so proper world beater of a player and I was thinking why did Tottenham let him go and why did no one else go for him but I think he's gone to a Chinese side like Jong Wing and it'll just be money you know he's been offered yeah. a boatload of money and that's that 30 now what 31 I think now you're going to go for your last big move you're going to think aren't you no disrespect to Tottenham, but they're not going to do fuck all. Well, they're not, are they? You may as well go to a team where you're going to get either a trophy or a pay packet. Mm. And he's probably not good enough to go to anybody in the, you know, that's going to win the league at, you know, anymore. Maybe PSG a couple of seasons back when he signed like Idrissa Garner Gay from Everton. Like maybe that sort of move could have materialised. Yeah. But, um, I remember watching like teammates, you know, Tottenham, and it was like, you know, they asked them questions like, he used to always ask, like, who's the longest in the shower, didn't he? And they'd be like, what do you mean dicks or washing? Like, that's what it was always, the question was. But they used to always say, like, um, players, player, and they all used to say Dembele. Like, yeah. he'd say, you just can't get the ball off him. He was mm-hmm. six foot tall, powerful, fast. He was a top, top quality midfielder. Yeah, you don't get many players of that height with a such a low centre of gravity, and um, especially in the middle of the park as well. It was just Even the way he, you could see it, couldn't you? Yeah, he could dribble past players effortlessly, and he was just so good at defending. And I'm surprised he went. He went to Tottenham. It was in that era where it was us and Tottenham kept going for the same players. So it was like Dembele, Clint Dempsey. Um, we were linked with Sigurdsson at Swansea because of Rodgers, but Tottenham got him. It was like. When you're similar to a team in the table and you're in similar positions, you sort of go for the same players. It's a bit of a, a weird one, that, but <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed that, but it seemed to be the case with us in Tottenham back in yeah. 2012. And left centre mid, gone for Payet there. 
Um, as you know, like I'm a fanboy of him. I don't even know if he's been that good for Marseille since he returned, but they got to the Europa League final. He lost to Sevilla, I think it was then. Not going to be anyone else, is it, in the Europa League? But 18 months, I just thought, like, whenever I'd seen him play, he was just on another level. I, I think he's one of the best players that's come into the Premier League and the transition has just been seamless. Like, from day one, he was just a quality operator on the ball. And it never seemed like he got into fifth gear, pace-wise. Like, he was a bit bulky anyway, wasn't he? But I've never seen someone with that physique who's, like, so elegant on the ball. And, I don't know, half of his free kicks as well. But he was a real catalyst for West Ham in that 18 months. And I think West Ham even got a bit... The way they were thinking, the owners, I don't like them anyway. Um, is it gold? Karen Brady and the other fella, Sullivan. Because they are pyre, they just started thinking they were a bit above the station. Yeah. It's like it was like, hang on, West Ham, relax. You've only got Payet, you know, albeit he's being quality for you. But just relax. And I don't know if it was a bit of a middle finger to West Ham. He just said he wanted to go back to Marseille anyway for family reasons. But it's a shame he wasn't in the Premier League for longer. Because I really do think he's one of them players that wouldn't have relied on age or youth rather. Um, I could always see him at Arsenal, you know, then. He just yeah. seemed like a very Arsenal-type player when, when Arsenal were good. Like, when Wenger was there, you could just always see, like, Arsenal going in for him. And they had Lanzini at the time as well, West Ham, didn't they? Yeah. And Lanzini and Payet were, like, proper, like, playing great together. Um, and Payet was just quality. I think... On that left-hand side, cutting in. Yeah, you say Arsenal there, I think... West Ham that season, they had Arsenal like game one of the year or game two, and they beat Arsenal 2 0 or 2 1 at the Emirates, and he, he got both assists. Um, it was just a free kick, but he crossed it in, and I think it was someone like Ogbonna got the head on the ball or um, one of the other players they had, and then we beat us at Anfield 3 0. Um, but they had, the thing is, that season they had big results with him in the team, and he was pivotal around it. Like, don't think Declan Rice had come in, but they had Payet, Mark Noble, and, <laughs> and maybe Reese Oxford was coming in, that kid. Don't know what's happened to him, by the way. I think he went to Gladbach, but he was yeah, a he went to league, Yeah. Um, so that's Payet anyway, big fan of his personally. Next to him in sentiment, it's quite a well-balanced centre midfield that um, would keep the ball a lot. As, as you know, that's what I like. Dembele there being the destroyer and also the driver but Janino Paulista now I'll be honest I don't remember much of him um, but that's alright for this challenge I don't have to know everything inside and out for these players but this guy believe it or not is the only player to win player of the year in a relegated side got relegated with Middlesbrough in 97 won player of the year for them and what I do remember is they had another player called Ravanelli like a white haired Italian yeah, and it was them two, Janino and Ravanelli, were just head and shoulders above the rest of that Middlesbrough side. Um, <clears throat> so I think it was one of them, the Middlesbrough owner at the time. I don't know what his name was. I'm sure it's Steve something. But he, he pulled a rabbit out the hat, like signing these players, like Ravanelli, Janino. Then it just ended there. But <laughs> didn't they win the cup going down as well? They might have, yeah. Final, at least I'm sure they won the league cup going down or they got to the final. Yeah. 
But um, you know, that speaks volumes. Like the only player to win player of the year whilst being relegated. And he's also got 50 caps for Brazil. He was in the squad. Well, I don't know if he was in the squad for the O2 World Cup, but I'll assume he was. But he played for Brazil for like nine years, ten years of international caps, and it crosses over when he won the World Cup in 2002. I'd have to double check, but he might have been in the squad at least. But he's a small player. Um, I don't know if you remember him, quite diminutive. Gets, yeah. um, you know, he, he gets out of situations quite well, a bit like I am. Um, vividly, to be honest. A bit, I don't remember him. I, I remember him, but I can't remember like how he used to play specifically, but a bit like a Gianfranco Zola, but a centre mid, I think, ish. Maybe. Yeah, I don't you had another player. I'm not sure if he played in the same team, but could you remember him, Guy Sky Mendieta, who was a Spanish international that had come yeah, from yeah. Barcelona? Yeah. Of course, yeah. He played for Middlesbrough as well, didn't he? Yeah. And he? I mean, he's not in my lineup, but he could have he could have made either of them, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, gone for Gareth Bale on the right wing. Um, now, his best days for Tottenham, that's, he was probably a free roll, neither left or right. But a lot of his goals when he won matches uh, in the 2012-13 season, they were always cutting him from the right. But reasons have gone for Bale again. I mean, he doesn't really need much of an introduction. We all know what he's about. He's not. Obviously, now age has caught up with him. But on his day, like not even on his day, when he was a bit younger, we all know how good he was. And he broke the world record transfer fee. He's never won a Premier League. Tottenham never won a league, so he qualifies for this challenge. Part of the reason why I've put him on the right is because the players are wanted on the left. Bale would have been better accommodated if he was in the team and they were in it. So gone for Bale on the right and David Ginola, another Tottenham, but also played for Aston Villa player on the left. And yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, Villa, Tottenham, yeah. and Everton. Uh, yeah, w- won't say too much about Bale because, like I say, everyone watching it, they know how good Gareth Bale is. But... um. Ginola is like, I remember watching him. I had a videotape, like, you know, when it used to be VHS and you'd get like best goals of the FA Cup. There was just constant goals of him on this video, only about three, you know what I mean? It was the FA Cup, this tape I had from like 2000. But there were so many occasions when he was getting the ball on the left, only like three, like I say, but it speaks to what type of player he is. And he just cut in and dribbled past people effortlessly. But it's what I call like a 90s-style dribbling. You don't see it now, where these flair players back then could just dribble through people. I don't know whether the defence was worse. but specifically, don't even try now. I know, exactly. But specifically on the wings, you had like um, a Man City player called King Cladzi. He was brilliant at it. Um, like I say, Ravinelli and Janino at Borough. Villa had players like this in uh, Benito Carboni and players like that so he at the time he was one of them but he was standout and I think Tottenham like paid a, a big sum for him so he wasn't like an unknown he signed him from PSG Um, I don't know if he, so he would have been playing in the same team as George Weyer for PSG shows what 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 volume what a class he comes from and he's made a lot of appearances for France but also in Gerard's autobiography I think he made his debut as a right-back. Against Genoa. Yeah, and Gerard said the um, the level up from, at the time, it was reserves. It wasn't like under-23s or under-21s. It was just you're in the reserves or whatever. The step up from what he was playing at 
compared to coming on a sub against Genoa was just another level and Genoa took the piss out of him. I mean, I'm not surprised as well because Genoa is probably one of the best cutting players in 90s Premier League. Um, I can't really think of others like Harry Kewell if he was on the right, but he was more of a left winger, wasn't he? I've already mentioned in there, like players like Carboni. He was the one that played for for United. Um, Konchelskis. Yeah, he was like that. Yeah, so... Like I say, Ginola's, um he, he's cut from a, from a good cloth, you know what I mean? French international. And a, any youngsters, you know, just watch a compilation of David Ginola. Obviously, it'll all be his best bits. I'm just trying to compare him to a player now who he might play like. Um, can't really think of anyone. Like, those players don't really exist anymore, do they? Do you know what I mean? No, you don't get wingers that are like six foot one. Yeah. Big powerful lads that are just graceful and elegant on the ball, and I remember Gerard saying about him like it made him feel, it made him think like he wasn't good enough for the first yeah. because yeah. he played against them and just got rinsed. Exactly. Obviously, if he's on the left and Gerard's on his, he'd be cutting it onto Gerard's weak side as well. And you know, Stevie's always been six foot, so he's always been a big strong boy himself. So maybe a bit like a Riyad Mahrez, but less skillful, less stepovers. But on the left, perhaps. Maybe, but he's he's more even more direct. You'd yeah, say, I was gonna yeah. say I was gonna say he's more direct because he rarely ran at the fullback. And, and you know what? He's probably a little bit like Thierry Henry, just mm. without without the finishing. You know that sort of yeah, he's coming at you now, try and stop me. And players players couldn't. And you know we spoke about it in depth. Defenders were better then. You know, mm. and the fullbacks weren't getting forward. So when yeah. he was taking someone on, he wasn't taking on a, an exposed centre half. He was taking on a full back and a centre half, and probably a midfielder that had slotted in. Yeah, but any youngsters, you know, I just employ you to watch Ginola for like ten minutes, and <laughs> it'll change your life. And uh, up front on his own, um, I've gone for Kevin Phillips. I was going to go for Les Ferdinand, but he's played for Leicester. Didn't know that until I looked him up. Um, so Kevin Phillips have gone for again debut season in the Premier League 99 2000 scored 30 league goals as a youngster because it golden was in boot, wasn't it, as well what's that golden boot that year yeah he got the golden boot and he also got player of the year um in his debut season so i mean that might be a first ever in Premier League history but it was him and Michael Owen um some of the older people will remember that the journalists were like, who, who does um, Terry Venables pick for Euros and all that? Because you had Owen coming through, Gin, all that. You still had players like Sheringham, Fowler. But then Phillips just come out of nowhere. You said Owen coming through and Gin, Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, um, got Gin, on the brain. Fucking hell. Um, you had Sheringham, Fowler coming through. Not coming through, but they were already there, established. You had the United pair. Well, Dwight York was Trinidad and Tobago, but you had Andy Cole anyway. <laughs> you had Andy Cole, and then fucking Phillips, this young whippersnapper, comes out of nowhere, bags himself 30 goals for the Machams. 30 goals. 30 goals. And wins player of the year. Against the goal. thinking he's Dwight York there. Gets golden boots. <laughs> What's that about? That doesn't happen, does it? So I thought, for that season alone, I'll put Kevin Phillips in. And also... When you look at the team I've got now, he's a bit of like a running running behind type striker, isn't he? But he can also score brilliant goals. So 
he's the type of lad who dropped back, curl one, top right. Because you've got to think, people watching it, you've got to think this is also a team on the best day. Not just what they were like throughout the career, but I've got an element of that in there with people like Jackie Elker and Coleman. So Kevin Phillips, for me, said to you on WhatsApp before, there'll be a few players that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. I don't know if you have forgotten about any of these or if they've all crossed your mind anyway. But I thought if they had, Kevin Phillips would have been definitely one where you're like, oh, shit, yeah, and not really thought of. I don't know. No, Phillips nearly made the 11 for me. Um, He was never going to make the 11, but James Beattie even came to me, man, because I thought about Phillips and they, they... didn't they play together for a bit? Might have done, yeah. But um, the thing with Phillips, it wasn't just he'd done that one season and tailed off. He's, he's, got, he's got like 50 England caps to his name still. And then I think the seasons after, he scored like 20 to 15 goals. And then it was around 2004, he started fading then. And it was just... The, the thing he's got going for him, he'd only played for shit teams. So if he would have got a big move to one of the big six or the big four at the time, you don't really know what would have happened. He, he probably would have played more games for um at the at the top levels. And I'll just go to me honourable mentions as well. Um, here we are. So Matt Latissier, Jermaine Defoe, Baines, Paolo De Canio, Hung Min Sun, Mark Viduka, Laurent Robert, and Ward Prowse. Went for Ward Prowse in honourable mentions just because he's been playing for years now and he's not outstanding, is he? But he's clearly more than reliable for Southampton and he's he's deadly, a free kick. So, And it was close between Son and Ginola, but I just wanted someone with a bit more 90s nostalgia, basically. Um, so, yeah. And Matt Letizia, as good as he was... Um, he just didn't score enough overall, but every goal he scored was a was well class. Um, and I don't think he would have fitted this system as much as a little running in behind like Kevin Phillips, perhaps. So that's um just go back to my team, show it one more time. Yeah, so that's the team anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a good good team with a um, a nice blend of of you know modern and old type of players, yeah. And you don't want to say too much uh, because obviously I've I've got to do mine now, and I don't want to take away from you know what what I'm what I'm gonna discuss with with my team. So there was points there that I probably will come back to as we uh, yeah. go as we go through mine. But yeah, there's some similarities, especially with the honourable mentions list. A lot of them are in my team. Um, I don't think there's any player. The only player I probably didn't think about was Ginola. Uh, I knew you'd put Payet in. I, I, I could have put fucking cash on it. But I didn't really think about Ginola. He didn't cross me mind. But I'll, I'll just make a start with mine. So, what? goalkeeper-wise, I did go for Na- Nigel Martin, um, Leeds, Everton. And the reason I thought about Loris, uh, Hugo Loris, but then he's just gone a bit shit, hasn't he? And He's a bit of a flap job. And although he's Tottenham's number one still, and he's won the World Cup, as you say, I was kind of feeling a bit more 90s nostalgia with my team, and you'll notice that. Um, probably more so than your own. Um, but I remember when Everton got Martin, 
there was no hype over it. But I just, I just remember like seeing in the news and like listening to Everton people and that. I don't know how I remember oh, this. You were all at John Lennon Airport welcoming like Galatasaray. <laughs> and um, I just remember them all saying like he's the best goalie we've had since uh, Big Nev. You know how he played and what have you. And he was a good, he was a good player. Like I couldn't, uh, can help. Nearly dropped my laptop there. You could, I couldn't complain with him. So I thought I'd put him in. And I remember him playing for England as well. But he didn't really play for England a lot, did he? Because you had David Seaman. He yeah, was like yeah. the established number one at the time. You'd even had people like Tim Flowers. I want to say Flowers at Blackburn. Yeah. Not sure. Like, obviously, he played for Blackburn. I don't know who else that he played for. So, remember that other goalie, Paul Jones, as well, around oh, that era? Yeah. I don't remember him. Um, yeah. No? All oh, right. I think he played for Derby and he wore trackies or. Anyway. I just remember that on match of the day when I was like eight and I'd watch like Derby and he had like Paolo one shop and all that. I remember Mart Poom. Yeah, yeah. He's a nostalgic keeper. Oh shit, I could have had Paolo one shopping. Oh well. No, didn't he play for City? Oh yeah, might have done. I don't know, but yeah. So then started with left back. It was a toss up between Ian Hart. <laughs> toss up between Ian Hart and Leighton Baines. But I went for Baines. Well, that's good because it complements both our sides. Yeah, I mean it was it was only between them two really. There was you know I thought about Tottenham left backs and you know who've they really had that's been that great fucking Ben Wallace or do you know what I mean? Yeah, Danny yeah. Rose maybe. But when I was thinking top quality, you know, Leighton Baines was a modern day left back before modern day left backs were a thing. Do you know what I mean? His yeah. link up with Pina, we've talked about it on the pod in the past that it's right up there with any partnership we've seen in the Premier League. So I had to go for Baines, free kick specialist, good at the back, good going forward. And I think the only reason I went for him over heart was just simple longevity. Mm. How long he's played in the Premier League, played in the Premier League his whole professional career, didn't he? So yeah. he was deserving. Um Flip over to the right back, and I thought about Coleman, but again, I was conscious that they just want my team to be like Everton, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. So um, I went for Gary, Ke- Gary Kelly, yeah. and played for Leeds his entire career, like over six hundred appearances. Um, was it was playing for Leeds when he were at the very, very best? Um, you know, we had like Jason Wilcox playing in front of him. So <laughs> whoever remembers him, but. Oh. Yeah. He had a very remember the name. Remember the name, like he had a very solid right side. Like Gary Kelly wasn't as venturous as Ian Hart, and and they had Harry Kuhl and Ian Hart on the left, Jason Wilcox, Gary Kelly on the right, and he and they were solid. You weren't getting down that side, like you know they were they were they looked after each other, and it was a good team. And again, longevity played for Leeds for like ten years or over ten years maybe even longer than that. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to put him in. And then centre-back pairing um, was Jaggy Elker and Ledley King. And I didn't really think... Classic Steen, Dave. <laughs> I know. I, I, there was players like Olsen and stuff and um, Ron Vlar and that, that were coming up to me, man. And yeah. I just thought, they're not deserving, you know, to be in the side. And then I thought about Jonathan Woodgate got the move to Madrid, come back, 
you know, was by all intents and purposes a world level player. And we said fella, <laughs> world level player, but you know, he was injury prone all the time, weren't he? And well, you know, he flopped at Madrid, didn't he? As well. That's what I was thinking of, like teams like that Swansea with like Alfie Mawson, but then you wouldn't have him in a team like this. And it's there are lots of players who've had good spells for like 18 months or a shit side, but they haven't done enough to make the cut. You know, Chris Samba, mate, well, actually, you know, play for Blackburn, she wouldn't count. Yeah. So, yeah. This is how hard the challenge is, by the way, everyone. Well, you know, you could have had players like. Um... Like Fernando Hierro, who played for Bolton. He's a Real Madrid World Cup winner. Oh, Ivan Campo, Yori Jochaev. Yeah. These world class superstars in the side. Um, but, you know, just because they've won a World Cup and they've done eight months at Bolton, you know, it, you've got to have more Premier League longevity. But you're not going to find anyone that's played less Premier League football and Piat in this team. In our in our collective elevens, but yeah. there's loads of nostalgic players like that. So Jaggy Elka was the was one of the first names on the team sheet, and I thought that him and Ledley King would have been a good partnership. You've got pace and power with King, you know, we can go and win the ball, and then you've got Jaggy Elka that can sweep up. Yes. And you know, both England internationals, both you know, captains and leaders of men. So I thought um fucking leaders of men, not like going into Battle fucking Game of Thrones, but I thought I'd have them in. I don't know, you wouldn't want Ladley King running at you, would you, with a fucking sword and shield? So. Yeah, no. Jaggy Elk could probably just throw a pack of digestives at you and run away. Um, then the midfield is is quite nostalgic, really. Um, do, I was surprised that you didn't put him in. <laughs> put in, I'll give you the, the more modern player. He's going to have There'll be something here and I'll go, ah, of course. But I've go gone on. for a 4-3-3. Yeah. So I've gone for Modric in the six. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, he's world class. How the fuck did I not even think of that? And it was a top-up between Modric and Rafa van der Vaart. You know what? I'm, no, I definitely thought of Rafael van der Vaart because I had him in last year's one of the decade. And I must have thought of Modric and just not. I don't know why, but he, he would make my team now. I would probably take him out for Pius. But well, we've got, we've got, we could always do a joint, couldn't we? Um, also, just, I'll let you finish yours. I didn't want it, like you say, to Tottenham, to Everton. I wanted yeah. a bit of diversity, and so that's why I had, like, Janino in, Middlesbrough player, um, Pius, West Ham. But, yeah, also that was played a, a factor in picking the 11s, like... Well, I thought about Van der Vaart. I, th- I even thought about Tom Huddleston because mm. I was really a fan of his technique, but I just thought he's not good enough, really. No, no. I, I don't think I've um, seen a player hit the ball cleaner than Huddleston. Well, there's loads like that with, like, Charlie Adam, isn't it? There's players that can hit a ball like you haven't seen, but that's about all he can do, you know what I mean? And you need mobility. So, I went, my midfield is, is very expansive, so... Modric is going to have to work his little cotton socks off to keep us, uh, you know, to give us balance. I haven't gone for balance in this side, by the way, but I've got Modric playing in the six. Then to the left of him, I've gone for Paul Gascoigne. You know, I forgot to put him in honourable mentions. I'll tell you why I didn't put him in, but go on. Well, you know, Gascoigne is known as being the, the best British footballer, you know, of all time. The, yeah. the, the most technique, the most quality, 
and obviously the most tormented as well. And I just thought, you're talking nostalgia, you're talking 90s Premier League. Yeah. I get a mention. Uh, he was yeah. not going to make the 11, but then I thought, he's played for a variety of clubs. Like, there's a theme that, like, players have played for Newcastle, Tottenham, and, like, um, fucking Everton, isn't there? You know, like, Ginola and, and Gascoigne now. And then touched on maybe even Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. Perhaps. Then, like, even, you know, Aston Villa with some of them. So, I went for Gascoigne. I just thought, you know, natural ability, can drive with the ball, strong dribbler, and he'll complement the, the front three. Because mm. with him breaking the lines, he's going to create space for the front three. So, Paul Gascoigne is just to the left of Modric. And I think you wanted to comment on him, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I thought of him, and the only reason I didn't put him in is because I think he got badly injured, didn't he, at 91, in the 91 Cup final. Yeah, he scored well, that, that, yeah, for Tottenham, yeah. Scored that free kick against Arsenal. It's always yeah, replayed. Then he got injured. Yeah, and then I'm sure he tried to take that player out, but the player jumped over him and he, he stretched his knee and injured himself. But did did Gascoigne wasn't playing for Tottenham, was he, at the start of the Premier League? He was playing for Lazio. Or was he? did he play in the Premier League in the beginning? I don't know if he did play for Tottenham. In, yeah, he would have played for Tottenham in the beginning because Euro 96, was he at Tottenham or Rangers? I'm sure he was at Lazio, weren't he? Well, either way, he's played for Everton, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, and he's played for Middlesbrough. Um, so he, he does count, yeah. But the thing is as well, you're, um, let's say for argument, say he didn't play for Tottenham. You, you're picking him on the player you know he can be. Yeah. Know it's what I mean? It's his best day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's like if Cantona would have stayed at Leeds, big if, but he he would have walked into this team or these teams as well. You know and I mean? he did win the league with Leeds in '92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Cantona, he did not score a lot of goals for United. You know, it's fucking mad when you look. He he really didn't score a lot of goals for United, but that's a different story. So I've got Modric in the six. I've got Cantona in the eight, if you like. Gascoigne. <laughs> Sorry, Gascoigne, yeah. And then I put Matt Letizia in the midfield three. Just uh, because. Like what I said, though, didn't really score that much, but... Well, he scored 158 goals, I think. Oh, sorry, In like, <laughs> in like 500 games. Let me just double-check that, which isn't loads. No, but, but he's, it, he's like a Berbatov, isn't he? Yeah, he's just, just got that bit of stardust yeah. and that bit of composure. Uh, which which I wanted in the in the side. So I'll just tell you what he's what he did. He scored 161 in 443 for Southampton from 86 to 02. So then got a few goals like now uh, he did play as a striker in the latter days too, but I've got him in there as an attacker mid. What what I've um, not made a mistake on, but I was on the Premier League website looking at the goal records. And obviously, it starts 92-93. So it hasn't even crossed my mind that these lads were banging in goals in like 1990 or 89. Exactly. And just a note on that, I hate the way Sky Sports acts like football wasn't around before 93. It fucking before was. Before Sky Sports and before Opta, does yeah. it? Well, yeah. It's some of the best footballs from like the 80s era that you see now with like on the old clips and that with like Maradona and... Um, 
you know, different players like that, Romario and all this, but yeah. So that's the midfield, Modric, Letizia and Gascoigne. Nice. Um, and then moving on to the to the front three, this can be fluid, but there'll be a, a, a number nine. Oh my God. <laughs> Gascoigne and Letizia celebrating on night out, because like, they've won 3-0, fucking hell. Just full of ket and kebabs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've gone for... On the on the on the right hand side or the left, these two can swap, but predominantly he'll be on the right. Um it's quite an easy one, his son. Yeah. I was thinking about Gareth Bale, but then I was like, he's almost too obvious to go in. And then again, as I know I was saying about the Tottenham ones, and if you didn't look it up, you could have went fucking Kane Bale's son, or even like Lucas Mora and all that, couldn't you? But too I much thought get out. I thought, yeah, I'll put I'll put Sonny in on the right hand side. Speaks for himself, world class operator. Could probably play for any club in the world on his day. I wanted him in there, and then on the left hand side, I wanted some, I wanted some flair, I wanted some arrogance, and I wanted a bit of a, a maverick. So I went for Paolo De Canio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know he made your honourable mentions list, didn't he? The lad's played for Milan. He's played for fucking Juve. He's played for Napoli. So he's got stock and pedigree. You know, he scored some absolutely world-class goals. One that comes to mind instantly is the scissor kick he scored for West Ham. Yeah. I know he's endeared in the hearts of a lot of Everton fans when he caught the ball, when uh, the goalie got injured, didn't he? Um, You know, and I don't think, you know, other than Everton fans, everyone else was screaming for him to put it in. Thing is, it's that West Ham team he was playing in. Is um, you look at the players they had, and all right, they were youngsters, but Joe Cole was England, yes, Sinclair, Carrick Lampard, the foe, like Rio Ferdinand. Like, although they were all young, like it was a really good West Ham side. And the, I don't know if you remember his goal at Man United, it knocked him out the FA Cup, but Bartes is like that flagging offside. Yeah, and um, it's that West Ham team. They went to Old Trafford. I think it's the year after United won the treble, and West Ham just done a job on them. Like they were a really good side, and they should have done better. But just that's what happens when you're just selling your players and stuff. And that's it. And I, I thought as well, like he's got bite, hasn't he? Like yeah. he's, he's off his head. He's got a bit of bite to him, and you know that midfield all nice and football and. Relaxed, so you know maybe Paolo can slot in there and yeah. kick a few people. So I, I'd like to be the manager of this side. I'll have like gas screen the all, all the personalities. That's the one thing I haven't done is name a manager. So oh, that could be something we actually do. Um, yeah. I'll probably I'd probably just have Harry Redknapp lad to be honest with you because I think he could get he could get the best out of the, the players and he's managed a lot of them. So then just finally, so I've got Sun on the right, the Canio on the left. I've gone for Defoe. Yeah. No, never played for the big teams. Always got your 15, 20 goals a season. Scored massive goals as well in big games. Like, you remember that volley scored in the time we had Derby for Sunderland? I remember it well. He was just like in tears. And, you yeah. know, he, he's, a, he's a clinical goal scorer and he gets overlooked, I think, in like the annals of Premier League history as, as not being... Being a bit of a journeyman, but everywhere he's went, he's scored. Even at Rangers, I think he's scored like seventeen and twenty-one on loan. So yeah, I want him in the team. Um, 
I wanted us to like, put a cheeky bid in for him, um, like sixty. I remember oh. you were saying that was when he was older as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't know who did we have up front. It was like Ricky Lambert. Maybe even after that, it was the Balotelli Lambert era. And I think the foe was that like he'd gone to Sunderland, and it was like fucking hell. Like we we hadn't been able to finish for a while. Take Suarez out. Um, Actually, storage as well. But anyway, I just thought he was like, he's on that level of um, genius striker where you can't teach the movements and the finishing. You've just got that or you haven't. He's, he is like the definition of a fox in the box. Like an, He's like a shitter, but not that much shitter, Aguero. Yeah. Like knows where he, where he is and what to do. And I wanted him in the 11 and I knew he'd be my focal point for the attack. But um, so... My all 11s, Nigel Martin, Baines, Gary Kelly, Ledley King, Jagielka, Letizia, Gascoigne, Modric, Defoe, Son, De Canio. Honourable mentions, um, I thought about Viduka, I thought about Ian Hart, um, I thought about Raphael van der Vaart going into the side. Kevin Phillips was there as well, he crossed my mind. But I just thought that, that 11 had a bit of a balance of um, like nostalgia. And you know, current class as well at the same time. But tactically, I think I'm going to be left exposed in the <laughs> midfield. Um, you know, they're all ballers. Been blowing. <laughs> but he'd be like, "Cover for me, Luca." It's a Madrid. I'm going on another run, lad. Um, well, you know, you all know, Jordi sound. But <laughs> not like we've just sounded, by the way, either of them. And yeah, I just thought that would be it. So obviously, you know, we're, we're going to put this one up there. We wouldn't mind people. Trying to do their 11s and see yeah, what you yeah. can do, but it, see if you can, you know, try and make it different than ours and maybe think of players that we haven't actually put in there today. Um, and we're going to do a few of these type type of 11s and stuff over the over the next uh, coming few weeks. And yeah, if you want, uh, um, email the 11. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, if you want, email your 11 and we'll put the email in the description. and Best 11 wins a prize. <laughs> I don't know what, but... but yeah. Wins an hour, an hour's FaceTime with Steve. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. They'd be made up with that. <laughs> Imagine the charges that I'd be getting pressed. I'm only oh, messing. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I know, yeah. You don't want to get us cancelled, do you? But that's pretty much the video for today. So we'll get this one up in the coming days. And as Steve said, get involved. We've got our inquiries at Triggered Reds email in the description of our Instagram. Comment them on Instagram, comment them on YouTube, or just email them in, and we'll shout you out. We'll give you a full shout-out if yeah, you do. Yeah. But that is that. Yeah.